Chapter 12 of the Venerable Don Bosco, The Apostle of Youth, by M. S. Pine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gordon S. Jones, Draper, Utah. The Venerable Don Bosco, The Apostle of Youth, by M. S. Pine. The New Basilica, Don Bosco, Automaturgus. The devotion to Mary, help of Christians, had become a favorite one in Turin. Don Bosco, seeing that the chapel of St. Francis de Sales at Valdoco could no longer accommodate the large congregations that flocked there, resolved to erect a noble basilica to Our Lady under this title. As usual, his design was pronounced foolish and impossible of execution, but when Pius IX sent the Apostle of Youth his blessing and a purse of 500 francs as the first contribution to the stately shrine, the state of affairs changed. Generous offerings were made, especially by Prince Amadeus of Savoy, always a friend of the Salesians. He it was who laid the cornerstone of the new edifice on April 27, 1865. After Don Bosco had paid for the grounds, eight cents remained in his hands. Fearless of results, so magnanimous was his trust in God, he hired laborers, and the work went on rapidly. But these poor men had to support their families, and must have money. He remembered a sick lady who had declared her readiness to make any sacrifice to recover her health. He accordingly visited her, and after the usual commonplaces, she pressed him earnestly on the subject of her cure. Don Bosco ordered a novena to Our Lady, help of Christians. The Pater, Ave Maria, Gloria, and Salve Regina, in which he promised to unite. An offering to the new church was to be the willing testimony of her gratitude. On the eighth day he again called, with some anxiety, upon the invalid. The servant, on opening the door, exclaimed, Why, father, have you not heard? Madam is cured. She has been out twice. The mistress came to Don Vasco at once, joyous and well, and handing him one thousand francs, just the sum he needed, she said smilingly, The first gift, but not the last. Don Vasco's reputation as a thaumaturgus began to grow. Spiritual maladies of the most inveterate kind had yielded for years to the medicinal balm of his gentle treatment, and now corporal cures were being effected at his word in answer to his prayer. The walls of his great basilica could tell a whole history of wonders that were wrought into all parts of the stately structure, mosaics of light, of charity, visible to Mary and the angels who watch around the sacred altar. Don Bosco, the humble, the lowly-hearted peasant, still more amid divine favors and caresses than amid the earthly honors often lavished upon him, regarded them as utterly beyond his merits, and inflicted upon himself more severe penances, sought a more complete death to self, and courted humiliations with a deeper joy and a more solid conviction of his nothingness. One day he trembled from head to foot with emotion, as he beheld a dumb and paralytic child, Josephine Longhi, brought to him by her mother, suddenly walk and talk at his bidding. Count Giletta, formerly a deputy, now debating as to a religious vocation, was awaiting his turn to see Don Bosco. As the sorrowing mother bore the afflicted child into the priest's antechamber, 
He arose, and going to her, yielded up his place, and took the lowest rank in the line of petitioners. Then he prayed, O Mary, help of Christians, if thou healest this child, it shall be unto me a sign of God's will. The child came out from Don Bosco's presence, leaping and laughing. Don Bosco has cured me, she said, while all flocked around to caress her. Upon witnessing this extraordinary effect of sanctity, Count Giletta no longer hesitated, but at once offered himself to Don Bosco and lived and died holily in the Silesian order, and later Josephine became a devout Silesian sister. I must relate one more marvel, among many which were wrought in bringing the new church to completion, for it was three years in building. It happened on November 16, 1866. 4,000 francs were required that evening, and Don Bosco had not one centime. Don Rua and others made a circuit of the country round in the morning. They returned with only 1,000 francs, declaring that to spend any more time in begging was useless. Never mind, said Don Bosco. Let us go to dinner. The repast over, he took his hat and started for a walk, pursuing his way somewhat at random. As he was passing a handsome mansion quite unfamiliar to him, a liveried servant appeared at the door and begged him to come in. Don Bosco complied and was conducted into the presence of a middle-aged man, an apparent paralytic. Ah, oh, father, said the invalid, I have been in bed three years, and the physicians pronounce my case hopeless. If you will relieve me, your works will gain. Really? Why, that is admirable. My works are in urgent need this evening of three thousand francs. If it were only three hundred, but three thousand francs? Never mind, let it go, answered the priest, and after a few casual remarks, he arose to depart. Father, I will try to get you three thousand francs before the end of the year. At the end of the year? But I want the money tonight. I shall have to send to the bank. It requires formality. Go to the bank yourself, sir. You are joking, father. Haven't I told you that I have been lying in this bed for three years? Nothing is impossible to God. Let us appeal to Mary. And Don Bosco ordered that the whole household should be called, thirty in number. Struck with wonder, they knelt around the bed and answered Don Bosco's prayers with unwanted fervor. Now, said the priest, as they rose from prayer, go and dress your master. Astounded and incredulous, the servants demurred. Don Bosco must be obeyed, commanded the sick man. The doctor now suddenly appeared upon the scene and forbade his patient to stir, but the sartorial work progressed rapidly, and soon the paralytic was walking across the room. My carriage at once, he demanded, and while waiting he partook of a hearty meal. He then drove to the bank with Don Bosco, where he handed him the three thousand francs with a gratitude he could not express. I am wholly recovered, he repeated again and again, and his offering was followed by many other contributions to Don Bosco's enterprises, especially to the Church of Our Lady. The solemn dedication of the Basilica to Mary, Help of Christians, took place on June 19, 1868, the festivities lasting a week as Pius IX had granted a plenary indulgence to those who attended. Since that day, this splendid shrine has been a sanctuary of pilgrimage, and the walls are covered with votive offerings. End of chapter 12